1: And now, your host, Tom Morgus.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to another broadcast of In the Trenches. Today's guest is Chris Mance, the founder of Niche for Chris, how's it going, my man? Uh, Doing wonderful. How are you? Doing great. Well, I'm excited to have you on the show today. And because there's not that many people that I've interviewed that have specifically kind of built software program software software as a service as as i understand it um what you built here with niche advertising so software companies uh so it's good to have you on the show and and kind of show that perspective so i'm really excited to get into this and how you built this platform and how you're growing it so before we get to that though tell us a little bit about yourself and your your background
2: sure um Thanks for having me on, uh, I'm, I am a software engineer, uh, I'm kind of a, a hack marketer as well, kind of self-taught marketer, but I did uh, go to school uh, for computer science, I have a master's in software engineer engineering, um, worked in corporate America for 10 years before I quit my job to start this company, um, I kind of just took the plunge, like literally, uh, just woke up one morning and decided I wanted to be um, a full-time entrepreneur. Um, I have been doing a lot of entrepreneurial things while uh, I worked uh, in corporate America, but um, never really stepped into it full-time until 2012. Um, so in, in the corporate world, I was like a business analyst, software developer, uh, worked at Lockheed Martin, Accenture. Just did a lot of um, software projects, really like enterprise, real big software stuff. But I was always um, really fascinated with you know the consumer software world, uh, social media world, and. Um, in 2012, uh, I went to a number of, of conferences that year where there was just tons of tools just coming onto the market. Um, some were getting traction, some were lasting for a little while and just, you know, flaming out. Um, but I decided I wanted to try to build one of those tools. And, um, I, uh, I had two people on my team at the time. We, uh, all tried to, um, you know, band together and and launch a tool into the marketplace. And after about three or four months, I end up having going from a team of three to a team of one. Um, and for the last probably 18 months, I've been uh, you know, kind of doing the software side of things and doing the marketing, the blogging, you know, inbound marketing specifically, um, and uh building this product, you know, on my own, just kind of doing what what they never recommend you do as a software startup is, you know, being a solo team. You know, I've I've kind of done all the opposite of the best practices along the way, but somehow um I've been able to continue to grow the company and uh get a, and have a little success. So um so far, so good. And we recently um we've made a, a lot of iterations slash pivots along the way to to get to where we're at. Um, but it's, it's been a great journey so far and, uh, we're, we're actually starting to get some success in the marketplace. Um,
0: yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. And let's, let's get into this. So I want to start from the beginning though. So when you first started this, were you, were you, you know, full-time employee and you started this on the side?
2: No, actually, um, well, I put it this way. I had the idea while I was a full-time employee, uh, built some prototypes. Um, I had a, a couple people on the team that that helped me go through some uh, ideation and and help me do the prototype and come up with some uh, different business models. And uh, I, within about two or three months of just playing around with it, I decided to quit my job. So um, I, I took a big risk. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody else, but you know. I I uh, I quit very early on yeah. in this process. Started full time.
0: Okay, and and then so since you quit, how long has this been? This thing been live? Um, so has it has been over a year. Yeah. So, um,
2: it's kind of been a iterative process. So when we first launched, um, we launched it in two thousand and late two thousand twelve. I had a a working prototype out, but it was targeting a totally different market than what I'm targeting now. It was actually um, doing like more or less cooperative marketing or co-marketing for nonprofits. And that's where we started. And I, uh, in 2013, we saw that wasn't working. Uh, we, we iterated the product to be uh, more of an email marketing solution. And in 2014, we saw that the e-marketing solution wasn't working and we iterated to a Twitter marketing uh, solution. And just about a month ago, we doubled down on the Twitter marketing features and we started to expand that out. So, um, you know, it's the typical, maybe not typical, but it seems to me a typical startup story where you kind of start one place and you figure out if the market, likes your idea. And if they don't, you keep iterating and you keep, you know, talking to customers, figuring out what parts of the software they like and which ones they don't. And you build upon your successes and you kill the stuff that's not working.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So you've been through obviously multiple different, uh, you know, variations of the software to what it is today. It's, it's it's evolution that, and those are pretty dramatic changes in a lot of ways. So (laughs) Yeah. yep I would say so
2: <laughs> yeah well, we, we've always we've always had one core uh, thing that's kind of been like our um our shining light is that we want to help people um, work together to expand and reach more people. So when we started with nonprofits, we were doing a, it, the feature was to connect nonprofits with local businesses so that they can do um we called it cooperative marketing together. And then we, we moved from the nonprofit to just help business to business do cooperative marketing. And then we moved to Twitter cross promotions. Um, we found out that term cooperative marketing wasn't really uh, gaining traction. When I said cooperative marketing, people had no idea what that I was talking about. But the term cross promotion did work very well. So we've always been connecting people to work together to do their marketing. And that's kind of been the one feature that stuck.
0: Interesting, actually. So do you think actually just even a change of word or a change of presentation uh, affected how your software is um, uh, received?
2: Oh, if that was one of the, the biggest lessons learned is that one word can can confuse people um, and one word make people think that the software is not for them. So, yeah, we a lot of times when we did an iteration or a pivot, you know, some people may call it pivot. It wasn't actually that we pivoted the the features or the, the software itself. We pivoted the the wording on the website where we did something dramatic. Instead of saying the software was for nonprofits, we said it was for, you know, business to business or B2B software, you know, or we be pivoted from the word cro- uh, cooperative to the word cross-promotion. So a lot of stuff like that,
0: um, we saw dramatic shifts and conversions. Okay, real quick. And before we get into the current iteration of it um, and and the fact that you're up to uh, to 300 users for the for niche advertising currently, um, when you go through these different iterations and kind of shifts, what happens to the current customers? Um, like, how do you handle that process? Like, do you just shut it down, start something new or do they get transferred over to the new kind of new angle? Like, how does that work?
2: Yeah, so it's a... It makes uh, tons of sense because, you know, I've lived it. It's, it's all about communicating um, to your current customers. So um, the core software and database never changed. So never had to just scrap it and start from scratch. Um, so all the customers we've signed up when we did a pivot, we communicate with them, we tell them, you know, why the change was happening and how the system still meets the, the current value proposition that we uh, pitched them on. And we just kept moving forward. So um, it's, it's all about keeping users active and having one feature that requires them to come back from week to week to continue to, to see benefit and we've always kept that that core cooperative cross promotion part as that feature so we've been able to carry our users along with us for the ride um and as long as you have a good communication plan and and i've always you know as the software developer and as the marketing you know face of the company everybody who signed up i've kind of built a relationship with Uh, surprising enough. So I've been very active in talking to customers and um, being open to email communications, phone calls, one-on-one demos. Um, So I've built a pretty tight relationship with, you know, I I wouldn't say all 300, you know, or so people that are signed up, I've had a one-on-one conversation with, but probably about 90 to 95 percent of those people I've talked to and they know me, you know, personally, you know, from a a
0: conversation or an email thread. Sure. So tell me a little bit about that. You have, you know, I go to this website, I see generally what it does and I see that there's three pricing tiers. One's free and then the two are paid. Uh, you know, how many people are in just the free versus the paid and what's that, uh, you know, I guess whatever the term is for it, how often, like, what is it like for you when you, when you put them through that funnel? How often do people go from free to paid when they, when they join Niche for Uh
2: Yeah, so um, we're not necessarily sharing exactly how many paid users we have, but I can tell you the vast majority are definitely free right now. Um, when we start off uh, with just the Twitter, when we iterated to the Twitter cross-promotion feature, um, everybody signed up for the free version. We actually just, Convert it to more of a software as a service um, in September. So those pricing plans are hot off the press. You know, really new, gotcha. and um, it is. It you know generally it's a freemium model. I mean, it's it's a model everybody's familiar with. If you find up for something like Mail, um, any of the popular tools that that we all use to to run our business, you start off with. You know the free version, and you get a certain num- a certain amount of benefit. Um, and then as you start that that benefit grows, you upgrade. Um, so the idea, you know, what we're trying to do with our pricing plans is we want to get people in there doing a cross promotion. And what a cross promotion is is when you know your Twitter account, you may have you know a couple thousand followers, and I have a couple thousand followers. And instead of me just sending you a tweet or an email and saying, hey, you know, how about you, you know. Uh, send out a few tweets for me about my um, my ebook and I'll send out some tweets for you for your ebook or your podcast. Um, our system does that automatically. So it's it's very similar to like a LinkedIn request where you can go in, you see somebody, you see their Twitter profile, you see if they're um, related to what you're doing and you send them a, requ- a request to cross-promote. And they either accept it or decline it. And if they accept it, um, our system does everything automatically. You set up five tweets to cross-remote, and they have five tweets. And I'll send out those five tweets for you, and you'll send out those five tweets for me. And everything happens through our our back-end software in terms of scheduling the tweets um, to go out periodically once a day um, for five days. And so that's the feature that we really want people to come in and try for free and to get them hooked on cross-promoting. And what we found is the people who uh, cross-promote, they get a lot of success. When you send out your marketing messages all the time to your followers, they start to get a little bit numb to it. But when other people send out those marketing messages for you, um, traffic goes up. So um, that's kind of a proven a proven thing when yeah. somebody else mentions. You know, it's, it's kind of like word of mouth, uh, automating word of right. mouth or kind of hacking word of mouth. You get people to do your word of mouth marketing for you. And if you cross with enough people, um, you'll start to see your your click throughs on Twitter go up dramatically, uh, dramatically. So that's kind of the, the freemium uh, feed we have to get people kind of sucked in and, and loving our system. Um, and then from there, we we help you uh, on the next pricing plan really start engaging with your followers so that they click on your tweets more. Um, so we have, you know, a lot of features around, you know, following better people, um, unfollowing people that you shouldn't be following, um, r- making it real easy for you to retweet the and, and influencers and find influencers and journalists um, and building relationships relationships with them by you know mentioning them on a regular basis and staying connected with them. Um, and then we also help you um, automate your tweets and into different uh, what we call playlists so that it's not just about scheduling posts, you know, across every social network. It's really about how do you orchestrate uh, a marketing funnel on Twitter. And we break your tweets into five, uh, four different categories, attention, awareness, consideration, and conversion. Um, and then we we have an algorithm to help you send out those different types of tweets, um, different days of the week and different times of day using kind of the 80-20 principle where 80% of your tweets are non self promotional they're helpful how to articles um news and noteworthy and 20% is more helping people consider to buy from you and helping people convert so that's kind of the upgrade uh plan to go from cross promoting to orchestrating your twitter uh presence like a professional
0: sure so now you're you've you mentioned it that you you do both the marketing and the the actual like engineering development of this this platform. Tell me a little bit about the algorithms that you then create for this. Do you, you're obviously dealing with that too? Like, so how do you know, for example, um, that that certain types of tweets in a certain order are going to increase conversion, for example, or that that certain types of cross promotion at certain times will work better than other times? Tell me about that process and what you went through to to, to figure that out.
2: Yeah, I mean it's 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 really just looking at uh, something it's like a math problem. So in in math class, you're given the formula and you you get the answer. And to be honest, when somebody gives you the formula, it's not that fun. Really the fun part is is figuring out the formula. Um, And that's what I do. And and the way you figure out any formula is you have to do it manually first. So a lot of it is just using my own Twitter profile, test and finding out what works. And then when I test it, or I do a lot of different A, B tests. Um, and when I find out, you know, which of the A, B, you know, the A or B works, then I just automate what I did manually. So it's it's not really a lot of rocket science here. It's really just figuring out what works and what doesn't. And finding when you find what works, and I take the manual process I did and I write um, an algorithm to do it automatically in the back end. Um, And and that's that's essentially what I've done. So um, there's been a lot of studies that show uh, when you take people through a series of um, different types of marketing messages, they're more likely to convert. Um, And when I say series, I mean, first... You make people aware of that you're interested, or that you that you are like them, that you care about the same things as them, and that's really, you know, as a marketing person, for me, what I do is I share stuff from that maybe HubSpot writes or Copyblogger and different people like that. I share my own blog posts, how to do this, how to do that, you know, ten steps to this, ten steps to that. I share news, you know, maybe you know the latest, uh, you know, for um. News, the latest Twitter news, you know, what new um announcements they have, uh, new data, you know, holiday shopping data, uh, Mother's Day shopping data, stuff like that. Just to make people aware that hey, Chris Mance is into marketing, he's into social media marketing, and they trust that I'm not uh just a spammer. Then I move on to the funnel and start getting them to consider you know, me as a software solution provider and I start telling them about what I do and it's a little bit more self-promotional. And then the final thing is you try to get them to convert uh, through some type of um, ebook, PDF, or a webinar. And if you send out tweets in that order, when you first start getting followers, um, you really focus on being helpful before you start selling to them. That's just going to make your conversion rate go up. I mean, it's it's almost... Um, a no brainer and what we've done is just made that process automated so that uh you don't really have to think about it
0: sure and so tell me a little bit about now when when you've you've made these pivots in the past you made these adjustments and kind of where you're at right now in terms of like iterations and things like that what goes into like the thought process when you make a change uh whether whether small or or dramatic change like you know what's how do you approach that that problem set
2: well the 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 biggest aha moment for me uh, when I iterated was going from building software for somebody else to building software that I can use. So when, I, when, I, when we started, I had a team of three. Um, and as the team decreased to a team of one, um, I realized that I was going to have to do something super efficient to make this work. Like if I was going to be successful, I already had quit my job. I invested a lot of money into getting uh, the the product off the ground. And I couldn't quit. I mean, I wasn't in a position like the other two people where they can just move on. Um, I had to make this work. So what I realized when I started off, I was building a solution for a profit, but I wasn't a nonprofit. Um, So first thing I realized is that I needed to build some software that I actually use to grow my own company. Um, and so that was the aha moment for me. So now every day I use niche advertising to actually get new customers for niche advertising. And because I use the software every day now, I know what features I need to add, or I know when something's not working that good. I know when I find bugs and I'm able to fix it and make the tool better and better. Um, so for me, that was the the biggest thing to to help me iterate was going from building a solution for somebody else to building a solution that I can use for
0: myself. Cool. Very cool. Um, so where are you at right now in terms of, you know, your, your company and where do you expect to be, you know, in a year from now, which might be, um, too, too long a distance, but what, what I guess what are your goals with this platform and how you intend to grow it?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, um, when it comes to software as a service, you, you look at the different, um, levels that you can uh, play in the marketplace. And and at the the lowest level is like selling to individuals. And then at the highest level is more of an enterprise solution. So if you look at something like Mailchimp, I mean obviously they sell to both individuals and they go to more enterprise solutions. And I I think, you know, Mailchimp I'm I'm in Atlanta and Mailchimp's an Atlanta company and I really admire Mailchimp a whole lot. Um so what we're trying to do is both serve individual um thought leaders and and that's really our market is 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 authors, podcasters and people um who are generally like public speakers and who are really just trying to be a leader in their in their industry. And we want to move from just serving those people as individuals to serving the people who serve them, and that and that's agencies and publishers. So you know our big push right now is to have um, an enterprise solution that allows agencies and publishers to uh, provide this software to their customers, so that um, we can be a little bit more efficient, efficient, and um, how we sell and how we how we grow. Um, so right now. The, the 300 people using our system they're all individuals um and so our our big push and i say our it's it's really me i do have a couple uh part-time people um who i i pay to help me out um but you know really it's at the end of the day it's me so when i say our you know kind of take it with a grain of salt but the the big push is to get um a few publishers to validate that hypothesis that that we have that uh, a publisher or agency can help their authors, their uh, public speakers, grow their their brand and their presence um, by using our software.
0: Awesome. Good stuff. Well, on that, let's segue to how people can reach out to you, connect with you, because I think actually some of our audience might be interested in this platform you built. Yeah, I mean...
2: Um, Social media is is a beautiful thing, but I found that Twitter is the is the best platform for me. Um and I think for thought leaders in general. So I would say connect with me on Twitter. Um I'm at Chris Mance um and at niche Um and that's going to be the the best place to engage with me. I'm I'm literally on Twitter every single day engaging with people, um, not just trying to sell niche advertising. I, I try to retweet uh, 40 to 50 people a week. I mean, my goal on Twitter is to retweet the best content I can find, not just blast out content. So if you follow me, I'll definitely engage with you, retweet you and shout
0: you out as much as I can. Awesome. I think I'll be following you right now. Chris, man, thank you so much. <laughs> this is great. Great conversation. I'm really excited for your, your, your software as a service company and, and where it's going and what you've already built. So thank you so much for sharing all that with our audience. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me on. And that wraps up another broadcast of In the Trenches. If you're interested in checking out the show notes, just head over to TomWorkers.com slash podcast to see our latest episodes. Also, I just wanted to give a quick update to fans and listeners of In the Trenches and specifically what I'm working on right now. For the past two years, I've been publishing books, my own and others, through Insurgent Publishing, my boutique publishing company. In the past six months alone, I've helped four individual authors launch their books to bestseller on Amazon, including Dan Norris's The 7-Day Startup and David Nihil's Do You Talk Funny, among others. And both of those books are still top of the charts months after launch. I've learned two important things from all this. Number one, that people still read books. And believe it or not, they're willing to pay for the good ones. And number two, the $60 billion book industry is only getting bigger and the barrier to entry is only getting lower. Which means access to this market has never been closer to the average writer, blogger, or author. It is literally within the grasp of anyone who wants it. But you need to know how to approach it the right way with patience, with a strategy, and with the right implementation and execution. That's why I've been able to launch so many bestsellers, many that are still top of the charts, because we brought great books to the people who wanted and would pay for them. No slimy sales tactics, just honest, powerful marketing. Now, I want to show other authors and publishers how to do the same. Four months ago, I launched the pre-beta to a new super-secret platform called Publishers Empire. In that time, I've helped a dozen authors and publishers start to bring their ideas to life. And with their help and feedback, we've quickly developed what is, in my opinion, the best, most comprehensive publishing training platform in the world. And now I'm getting ready to open the doors up to a few more students. So if you're interested in being part of a tight-knit family of publishers who help and support one another through their writing and publishing projects, if you want access to over 100 HD training videos to take you through the writing and publishing process, if you want access to proven copy and paste book marketing and sales copy, stuff that we've used to launch bestsellers, and if you'd like professional book covers and templates you could plug your own work into and look like a pro in minutes, and if you'd like all of that while well, getting the chance to be mentored by me, check out PublishersEmpire.com and sign up to be notified when we launch. That's www.PublishersEmpire.com. I hope to see you there. As always, this is Tom Morkis. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance.
1: Thank you for listening to In the Trenches. Your creative work doesn't stop here. Join the resistance, the small but growing army of entrepreneurs and artists putting a dent in the world at www.tommorkis.com. Never fight alone. Join the Resistance.